Glen Murray. We're just cruising down the, uh, what's this road called? Uh, Beach Boulevard. Beach Boulevard in uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama. Family vacation. It's been a good one so far. Kids have been a little crazy, but uh, but I think we're all enjoying it. Gulf Island Grill right there happening. So, Ben had this idea to do this podcast and to just talk about what it's like to be blind. Uh, what it's like to have your, to do everyday life not being able to see. Uh, and also, what's it like not being able to see and having a daughter that can't see. Uh, definitely adds to the fun, right? Does. Does. <laughs> a lot. Um, where are we going right now? Where did, where did Maria say to go? Uh, to the um, state park. Well, I have no clue where we are, really. It's so, dark. So, okay, so uh, how, where do we start? I mean, you're, where do you start this story? So, for me, uh, I went into the, to my diabetes doctor, new doctor, and he said, he started looking. How long, up, how long ago was that? Um, it was nine, nine and a half years ago. Looking. So you were third, 26? Yeah, 26. He looked in my eye and said, you have the worst case of diabetic retinopathy I've ever seen. You don't need to walk, run, do anything to exert yourself. You need to go to the doctor right now. So they called. So why did you go to the doctor originally? Just, just to, to establish a new new, new eye new, doctor relationship? No, this wasn't an eye doctor. It's just a diabetes doctor. Oh, okay. I'm sorry I heard you wrong. Yeah, and so he sends me sends me over to a retina specialist and so you know immediately I'm thinking I'm going going to go blind here's the thing where diabetes is going to take from me um, so I went to the eye doctor and they said well you don't have the worst case of retinopathy and so that was obviously an immediate relief and at this point are you married yeah we're married and Mary Shepard, had no kids had Ann Shepard so you had one kid didn't have Henrietta yet and uh, Ann Shepard was just around not even a year yet year old and so you know, it was obviously a relief that we didn't, you know, I was like, well, good, I'm not going to go blind. Everything's good. And uh, they did some work on my eye, and uh, things rocked along. And then one day I was playing kickball with some teenagers at our church. And I remember seeing, like, a worm in my eye, a black worm. Whoa. And the next morning I woke up and my eye was completely black in my left eye. So you could see out of one eye, see, see out, out of your right eye. See out of my right eye, I couldn't see out of my left so eye. It was like, so it was like you were closing your left eye? Yeah. It was like somebody put something over it. Wow. Just covered it up. And uh, long story short, I went to the doctor the next day. And you're still like 26 at this time? Yeah, well, 27 now. 27, okay. And uh, this was also the same week we found out Maria was pregnant with Henrietta. And uh, we went and spent nine hours in the doctor's office that Monday and uh, found out my retina was detached. But also, at the same time, there was so much scar tissue in my eye. Uh, this was a new doctor that I was seeing. And there was so much scar tissue, they couldn't operate that day, that week, to reattach it. Um, so I went about a month and a half before 
uh, they could reattach it, but they did some surgery on my right eye to try to prevent it from going bad. And, um, ended up having six surgeries that summer in the course of three months um, to reattach my retina and get it prepared for surgery. And, um, you know, and at, at the time, so I spent, spent that summer just um, trying to avoid going blind. So at this point, did you think that you were going to be blind? No, you know, I never, never crossed my mind. At first, when they said my retina was detached, I, I was scared. And they said, well, we'll take care of your right eye. Um, you should be fine. Um, so it's just one of those, so, but you're talking that the retina was detached in the left eye. Right? right. So you just thought they needed to hook it back up and you were going to be good to go. Yeah, and I knew that I probably wouldn't see well with my left eye. Um, but as long as my right eye was good, I'd be fine, you know. Uh, I didn't know what the future would hold that, that it holds now. Did you know Did you know that, or did they tell you what might have caused that? Yeah, I knew the diabetes did it. Okay. Um, but it went from needing some work to real bad within the course of a week or so. Okay. Um, it got out of hand real quick. It had been being stable, somewhat stable. So you had multiple surgeries. You're 27 years old what happens next yeah so then we rock along for um, they reattach it and I spend so at the time they put silicone oil in my eye and you know so you can't lay flat and had to lay a certain way so at that point I moved to the couch because I had to lay propped a certain way so you know it's fun at 27 you you move out of the bed with your wife and start sleeping on the couch so where are y'all living at this point what city well we, had, we were living in Birmingham okay um, been in Birmingham ever since that point you know, you, you always, you never want to move out of the the bedroom with your wife and sleep on the couch. Yeah, that's um, Wasn't in the doghouse, so that's always a good thing to have to move out um, for not being <laughs> in the doghouse. Never want to be in the doghouse and move out, but yeah. it was only the comf only comfortable way to sleep. Um, it got to a point where, for the longest time, um, that's the only way I could sleep was on the couch because I it was so comfortable that way. But. Um, Two years later, um, so you eventually can start. You start seeing again, and you not out of my left eye. So you're so. Are I you still don't see out of my left eye. So it's so your left eye has been the same since then. Yeah, I see. I have light perception, so I see when it's light and dark, um, but I don't have useful vision with my left eye. So then your left eye, since that happened, since that meeting when you were 26, it's pretty much been the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they reattached it as well as they could, but I have damage to my optic nerve from all of that um, so as far as detailed vision or any useful vision I don't have anything that's um, useful in that eye um, and so they did some some laser work on my right eye did 360 degrees worth of laser work to prevent me from um, getting retinopathy in my right eye which that did work but um, due to lack of blood flow and different things my peripheral vision in my right eye is slowly decreased and um, I developed a macular pucker where they had to go in and remove some blood out of my eye two years later after that surgery um, which was four years ago now and uh, I had a hemorrhage during that surgery and went completely blind that summer and how and what was that two years ago or so four years ago. four years ago and, okay. uh, so you were completely blind for how long for about eight weeks that so it was just it's just black. Yeah, well, in, the, in my eye at that time, it was like having a cotton ball in my eye. And that's the thing. Like, my whole life, you know, when people have mentioned being blind, 
I think people have a, a the wrong perception of what blind means, right? So yeah. when I think of blind, I picture closing my eyes. Like that's that's what blind is to me. When I close my eyes, that's what I think I would be if I'm blind. That's not that's right. not always the case. Yeah, right? you think it's you think it's just black, or you see, um, you know, even when I, what, you know, Henry, like you mentioned earlier, Henrietta's blind and going blind. She's considered blind now, legally blind, and even worse. But she sees a little bit, but it's she doesn't have all, you know, all black. What I see is not all black or all gray. Um, but it was all white, and I never forget we were in Target that summer. Maria and I were. Her parents had the girls, and and they have white floors and white lights and white columns, and I ran right into a white column because it looked just like everything else. I mean, yeah. head face first into a column. It was great, and uh, everybody around me thought it was great too. Um, so, like, we're driving right now on this road. Like, obviously, yeah. on the left over here. I mean, I see this building that says arcade on it, which we should probably go in there and play some games. Yeah, we probably should hit some. Games. What do, What do you see right here? I mean, can you make out those letters right there? Nah, I can't. I can't. I can see that there's a building over there. What now. about what about this right here? What does that sign say? Uh, something about seafood, I think. Yeah, Bubba seafood. But I can't. So if unless it's lit up, I don't see. So I mean, obviously there's. Well, to me, there's condos. I see lights, but I don't see anything. You don't see the buildings. No. See right now, I mean, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, probably six. Fifteen-story condos to our right here, and you're, you just basically see—I'm just seeing a bunch of lights, just lights. Yeah. So at night, I'm I'm pretty much completely blinded, unless there's lights. Yeah. Um, Do you see that guy mooning us right there to the right? No, nah, I don't see him. Okay. Yeah. Which is probably a blessing. Yeah, he's not there. I'm just. Kidding. And so that's you know the summer that I went in for the surgery, I had twelve surgeries that summer over the course of eight weeks. And, and this uh, is summer of what two thousand. 2014 14 yeah 14 that was completely unexpected you know um, and my doctor's a fantastic doctor and, and works hard um, work does everything he can to fix my you know get my eye back to where it needs to be and, and due to the over the course of all those surgeries my eyes gone through so much trauma that um, now I have you know about 10 degrees of, of field of vision the average person has 180 degrees so what the vision I have, like I don't, when I look out, I see through a pinhole, mm -hmm. um, but I'm losing the detail of and So that. if you see through a pinhole, what do I see out of, how would like, would that be basically, wait, what is a pinhole? I mean, it's like looking through a, str like, like a, like a, a very small straw. Okay. So like, you know, when I look straight, I don't see my, like when you might see where your feet are, I don't see my feet. Gotcha. Okay. You know, so I don't so see. Then I, then I see out of whatever the diameter of my eyeball Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. And so, you know, you look out, you may see somebody coming to your side. So that's why I run into people when I'm walking. Because basically, so basically you're, you're having to constantly move your eyes to be able to perceive uh -huh. everything that's around you because it's just such a small, so like when you look straight ahead right near right now, yeah, out of your right eye, you basically just see a small tunnel. I right? see. Yeah. I see two headlights and that's it. You don't see. I don't see. So now you don't see the the, the the Hampton end to our right and the CVS pharmacy to our left. No, when I look straight ahead, I know there's two green lights because I've looked ahead, but I only see one if I look up. Okay, gotcha. So it's almost yeah, it's almost like you're looking through a straw. So I'm constantly right? yeah, like I'm constantly looking up, down, left, and right to create the picture that yeah. that's out there for you. Whereas the picture is there for me. Right, and it's just like when I walk, and so that's why I use my cane. 
um, so that when I'm walking, like if there's a sidewalk with a step up, I don't see that yeah. unless I'm looking down. Well, then if I'm looking down and there's people, I'm going to run into somebody. That makes sense. Um, so if you focus too much on your your basically straw yeah. that you're looking through, you're going to hit something. I'm going to either, yeah. I'm either going to miss the step or I'm going to hit somebody. So when there's a lot of people around, it's somebody's destined. Like Evie, she's destined to get stepped on if I'm not careful. Yeah. Good. Your dog. That's sense. Luke's daughter, by the way. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, I mean, I get it, dude. Uh, I, I get it. And so that was, so four years ago, you, this happens, right? Like yeah. It, it gets to the point where it's at right now. Well, so four years ago, it gets. We're sorry, to, you get you go blind for. I go blind eight for eight weeks. weeks, and it slowly comes back. You know, it it was one of those where I had to let the blood. Um, settle back into my eye I mean I'm talking painstakingly slow and, and at the time I thought losing my vision would be the worst thing in the world so you at this point you're in the hospital you think that you're blind forever yeah because I come out of surgery and I'm like I'm I'll never I'll so never are the doctors it. telling you hey stay positive it's some some could come back what are the doctors yeah they're, they're saying hey it's just gonna take time you just got to be patient well uh, you know being patient is real easy for everybody else but when you're having to be patient it's real hard I mean I'm used to getting up going to work you know we have a we have an eight month old at the time Maria's used to having some help yeah um, you know Ann Shepard's three so you know she's not really able to fend for herself um, so Maria's got two young kids at home and then me I mean I you know we're living in a townhouse with stairs so I never forget like I can't get down the stairs without like feeling around my foot yeah for three or four minutes to make sure I'm at the top of the stairs before I stop you know because yeah. I've not been I've never been trained like how to get around without seeing um, and I and I'll never forget thinking this this will be the worst thing in the world if I don't get my vision back um, I think know what I know now it's a different story I think but, you're thinking what every single every single person in your shoes is thinking that's that this I cannot imagine living my life not being able to see I mean it's so as seeing sight being able to see those things that are in front of you is so essential to our daily lives that we, we forget it I mean you I mean you take away your sight you, you're not it changes the way you eat it changes the way you your your ability to work you can't drive anymore you used yeah. to drive your license was taken from you we can talk more about that um, but not being able to see and, and, you know, as opposed to hearing and uh, some other things that could possibly happen to you, uh, sight is just one. I mean, we do that all the time. We yeah. see, we look, that's what we do as humans. We depend, when we depend on it, you know, and I do think, I do feel fortunate that I've seen, I've been able to see most things, um, at least especially the things I need to, for daily living. Yeah. So I'm used to that, but... Like you said, I mean, and it's one of the things that I've taken for granted for so long. Even, even when I thought I'd lost, I still took it for granted when I got it back. Um, you know, so I gained it back slowly, and uh, and it was slow. I mean, like I'll never forget sitting in our little driveway, and I was like, okay, I can see the edge of the sidewalk today. And you're still driving at this point, right? Well, I wasn't at that time, but I was. Once it came back, I was able to drive. You started driving again. And it wasn't until it wasn't a little until, over a year ago, right? Yeah, April of 2017 that um, 
my, I started having trouble seeing the computer and things started getting fuzzier. And, and, you're, work, and you're working at State Farm at this point? Yes, right? working at State Farm full time. I went to the doctor and, you know, I, you never want to have to have surgery, but I was hoping when I went to the doctor, he was going to say, this is what's wrong. We need to operate because that means he could fix it. And I really heard the worst thing that I could have heard. He said, there's nothing we can do. You're, you're losing your detailed vision. Yeah. There's nothing I can do. And if there was something he could do, he would have done it because he doesn't give up. And um, he said, I want you to go to have a driving assessment. And so I went and they said, well, your vision's too bad to even qualify to have the assessment. So I went to our low vision clinic at UAB and they did, they, you know, helped me get into a prescription glasses where I would have been okay, but my field of vision is so small that legally, I mean, I'm legally blind. And so they said, well, you can't drive anymore, Mr. Murray. And that, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm 34 years old at the time. Yeah. And uh, it's not like you're 65, 70, right. you know. You know, you're supposed to sit there and not, I mean, I, I didn't, I don't guess I really wanted to cry. I really, I really just didn't know how to respond. It's like, okay. I mean, I was like, I don't want to cry, but I, I didn't want to be, and I wasn't mad. It was just, I didn't know how to respond. Like, okay, you just told me I can't drive. And, you know, and, and I realized I was in insurance. I realized the dangers of driving and having a wreck, especially when I shouldn't be. Um, and I was naive enough to think they would say, well, you can still drive around town, just don't get on the interstate. Like that was gonna make it better or something. Oh, here's uh, here's Florabama. Man, yeah. Hey, guys, we'll be back to the podcast in a little bit. We're gonna hit this club up, okay? Only kidding. <laughs> Only kidding. Uh, What's going on here? There's a lot happening tonight. There's a policeman. So, are we in Florida now, or? I think we are. Waffle House is the first restaurant in Florida. Yeah, I mean, dude, can you imagine, uh, I mean, you never thought, you know, when you were growing up as a kid, as a, as a high schooler, that when you were, if somebody told you at 35 years old, you know, oh wait, that Waffle House was still in Alabama, uh, at 35 years old, you know, you wouldn't be able to drive again. Right. You know, and that, and that, and that goes back, I think the theme of, like the theme of the podcast, right, is, is the Lord, the, the Lord, he's painted our lives, right? He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's set our days before us and we don't have a clue what's ahead of us. And, and all we can do is hold on to his coattail and, 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 and with trust saying like, Lord, you are, you are going to guide my steps and you're going to get me through this. And, and that's, uh, and you, you're having to, you're having to. You're having to live that in a lot more faith than I think a lot of us have to. And even, and even you know, the truth that, you know, he's painted our days, that he's in control of our days. And, I'm, and I may not see his reasoning behind what's going on. And so I've got to live, I've got to understand that I may not ever understand why I do not drive anymore and why I'm, I will not see clearly anymore. Yeah. And why my daughter won't grow up seeing clearly. And why a lot of people that I've gotten to know and that I care about deeply, their kids don't see at all. You know, that doesn't mean that God's goodness and love is any less. Um, And why a lot of people that that we've gotten to know this summer, 
they have kids and family members that are going through a lot of hard stuff with disability that, you know, that doesn't change God's goodness yeah. and His love and His mercy, but, um, and that doesn't, make, that doesn't make it any less hard either. Um, and so, yeah, it, you know, when they said you can't drive anymore, that, honestly, it just sucked. I mean, I was, I was not a fun guy to live with for a while. You know, it's like, because sometimes you just, I never wanted to go grocery shopping more than I did the day they said I couldn't drive. Like, I just wanted to go grocery shopping for some reason. Isn't that weird? On my own. You know, like, I never wanted to go to the grocery. But, boy, did I want to go buy some lettuce that day on my own. <laughs> you know, like, go get some lettuce and some carrots. Yeah. And it's like, why? We don't ever, you don't ever I mean, but that, that, that's our life, right? Like, yeah. We, we want what we don't have. Yeah. You know, you know? And, and it's like, you think about, you think back on, like, nostalgia, like, oh, man, college was so great or high school was so great. Uh, if only I could be back there. But then you would go back there and you would realize college wasn't as, really wasn't. Isn't, isn't that great. I mean, you, yeah. you have to study and you don't have any money and there's these expectations that you need to graduate. And, and, and so we want what we don't have. Yeah. Like that's, that's, I've, I've learned that on 30. I mean, in 30 years I've learned like it is, that is a, it's a human nature to want the things that you cannot have today. Oh yeah. And that's, you know. And it's just like, and, and I'm learning that in all aspects of our lives, like whether it's my sight, whether it's to drive, whether it's to be able to, you know, in the, in the past couple of weeks, I've, it's gotten harder for me to be able to find things that are right there in front of me. Like we're here in Gulf Shores this week yeah. and I couldn't find my suitcase under our bed where it always is. And Maria comes in, I'm like, I can't find my suitcase. And she's, she comes in and she says, here it is, it's, you know, and it was right where I'd just been looking, you know, and that was a big thing. And so going into stores, like I can't, like the other night when I went in to get a, a pill, Mr. Pill for you, like I asked the people, cause I was like, I'm sure it's right here in front of me. Yeah. And thankfully that night it wasn't like, I wasn't missing it. Like it just wasn't there, but you know, losing these things that we, you know, and wanting to go back to things that we think are so important. Um, and the way they were aren't always that way. And uh, I don't know, I'm just rambling now. But No, I mean, I, it's... I think it's a lesson for us that, you know, sometimes the things that we think are so great, we look back and we're like, they're not, but... So, yeah, be careful with your license and protect it. I'm but, about, yeah. I'm about to get T-boned right now. Luke's about to lose his license on this maneuver on this road. But, um, hey, I'm just trying to do a simple U-turn. There's just a lot of traffic. All right, I'm gonna take this risk here. There goes the podcast. Sorry about that, guys. It's all good. We're back. We're back. I think. Yeah, we're good. Uh, well, you know, I mean, that kind of gives. I think that kind of gives people. Oh, it's people. Uh, Police. No, I think they were like uh, maybe looking for crabs or something on the beach. Oh. See, and it's see. so right now, like I mean, is I'm looking out to the right here. It's what 8:32 Central Time, and the sky is just beautiful. I mean, it's you can it's almost pitch dark night, but you can still see just a little bit of green, kind of a green red sunset. It's just, I mean, it's probably gonna go.
go away here in the next three to five minutes, but it's gorgeous. Uh, I'm assuming, does it just look blurry? I mean, so it can use, can you? It's just all black today. Yeah. Like, I mean, occasionally I'll see a light that just, it's like when you look in the sky and you see a star, that's what it's like for me. Yeah. You know, I just see a light. But like right now when you look out to the right, like you don't see colors or anything? No. It's just black. Because what I learned, what I learned earlier, your peripheral vi peripheral vision is what gives you your night vision. So, four the years eyes, the eyes kind of a weird thing. It is. It? So four years ago, when I had that happen with my eye, lost more of the peripheral vision. I had to stop driving at night. So I've had some restriction on my driving for, for a while. For a while, but I still had my daytime driving. Yeah, Kendall said, Kendall's my wife, she said she needed glasses to drive at night, but she went to get her glasses uh, at uh, War the Warby Parker store. Yeah. Uh, and she brought her prescription in, and they were like, this really, there's not really a prescription here. So I joked that, I joked <laughs> that <laughs> like she, had, she, she has her night glasses that, uh, yeah, she'll, Somebody. Be, she'll be happy I mentioned that. Uh, but I mean, but what I was saying. So I mean, I, I the goal of this podcast is just, I think for you is, and you obviously can chime in, but just to 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 try to help those people who who live with something that's really difficult in daily in a daily you know their daily life, and just showing them that there's days that you have that flat out suck, and you do, you don't want to leave the house, and, yeah. and you just want to sleep and. Um, and then there's days where you feel the courage to, to take the world on. And so you, I think the goal of this podcast is, is to just be a light and an encouragement for, for people who are dealing with something that they didn't think they were going to have to deal with. That's right. And, you know, whether it's blindness or other things, you know, uh, Catherine Wolf that we've gotten to know over the past couple of years always talks about we've all have our wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. Some people are lucky enough to sit in them and some people don't sit in theirs. So we all have something that's going Dude, on. Absolutely. And uh, you know, and, and there's there are a lot of funny things that happen to me. Uh, <laughs> as, uh, being going blind, it happens, but also just cause I attract craziness. So you know, I look forward to sharing that. You've been you've been a part of the craziness that happens with us. So yeah, we're gonna share that too. And um, I think this gets us a good foundation, kind of where we are. And we look forward to sharing more with everybody about. Things going on, and we'll be back next week. I think. Yeah, and obviously you have a daughter that's that's uh, as you mentioned that's also going blind. Yeah, and so we'll be we'll share that story next week. Yeah. yeah. So, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this is Luke Younger and Ben Murray uh, on Going Blind. Uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed, uh, and we will be back soon with a new episode. That's say, right. Say bye, Ben. See you later. Oh, here's Florida Bama. I guess we. I guess. I mean, I guess we could go ahead and get like maybe a. Uh, uh, what do you What do you drink there? I don't a know. nice daiquiri or something. Yeah. Okay. We can get some wings. Yeah, wings are good. All right. See you guys.